We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast well hello again everybody welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl Thanks so much for being here today. If you have not already subscribed, what the heck are you waiting for? Hit that subscribe button. Make sure to get notifications every time there's a new episode as well. Training camp is just around the corner. There's going to be tons of content, live shows, etc. So you're going to want to make sure you're subscribed. So make sure to do that. Today's topic is really fun. I've actually got this question quite a bit as of late. I've seen some conversation about it on Twitter and social media as well. And basically the question is, how should Matt LaFleur handle the Packers this preseason, meaning should he be conservative as he has been in the past with playing time and make sure that his players are healthy going into the season or with Jordan Love being the quarterback and so many new inexperienced players on this roster, should he really focus on getting as many snaps as possible for this young core so that they can develop and hopefully be ready when the regular season begins? So it's a really, really interesting question and I'm excited to dive into it. So let's start right away. Let's go over, first of all, Matt LaFleur's success or lack thereof in opening games as head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Now, here in his four seasons has been what has happened in week one with Matt LaFleur. In 2019, they beat the Bears in week one in his first game as a head coach, 10 to 3. It was a ugly, ugly, ugly game. And Green Bay probably very lucky that Mitch Trubisky is at quarterback for that game. That was the classic Aaron Rodgers. We've got a defense. No, you just played Mitch Trubisky. That was all. But they win 10 to 3 in that game. Defense started great. Offense clearly did not. They end up starting that season 3-0 and and 7-1 and overall. So week one, a little bit of an issue, but they get through it. They end up 3-0 and to start the year, 7-1, and and it ends up being mostly a successful year until they you know, finally lose in the NFC Championship game. We don't need to go over all of that. In 2020, it's the COVID year, and you can't glean anything from that year at all because everyone didn't have the whole preseason experience. There was no OTAs or mini camps, so everyone was on equal footing. All right, so it didn't matter like what his decisions were in preseason because there was no preseason. They did beat the Vikings 43 to 34 in week one of that season and started the year 4 and 0. Of course, ended up in the NFC Championship game that year as well. 
Then you get to 2021. And remember, that was the Saints game that was supposed to be in New Orleans, but it gets moved moved to Jacksonville. There's more Packer fans there than Saints fans. And it felt like it was going to be a home game and a huge advantage for Green Bay. And the Saints absolutely crushed and annihilated the Packers 38-3. to They lose, only score three points. It's an embarrassing performance, but they start the season seven and one, end up in the NFL or NFC divisional round. Uh, again, we don't need to talk about that game either, but start seven and one to start that year. In 2022, they lose to the Vikings 23 to seven in Minnesota. They do start the season three and one, and then of course lose five in a row and everything goes downhill after that. But here's the big issue, right? Take away the COVID year where nobody had preseason. So nobody had a leg up over anyone else based on how much time they played their starters in preseason or anything like that. Take away the COVID year. And here was their offensive output in three seasons in week one under Matt LaFleur. 10 points against the Bears in 2019, three points against the Saints in 2021, seven points against the Vikings in 2022. 20 points in three games combined in week one for Matt LaFleur, not including the COVID year where again, everyone was on equal footing that year. They had a one and two record, thankfully due to Mitch Trubisky, we miss him in Chicago. Should have probably been 0-3 just based on the abysmal offensive performance in that first game against the Bears. Lucky to be 1-2. Aaron Rodgers in those seasons and in his preseason career with Matt LaFleur, zero preseason snaps. And that has seemingly transferred over into week one of the season where the team has not played well offensively with Matt LaFleur, save for the Vikings game in week one in the COVID year, where again, there was no preseason. Now, Matt LaFleur's philosophy has basically been to hold out the vast majority of his starters. And we all know that records in preseason mean absolutely nothing. But it's worth at least noting that Matt LaFleur, for all the success that he's had so far, is three and seven in 10 preseason games. And while I don't think, like we have seen teams that have gone, I think the the Detroit Lions team that didn't win a game the entire season went 4-0 in preseason that year. So I, I'm not even remotely suggesting that preseason records mean anything. And I mean anything. It does not matter. But it's at least noteworthy here that like you can tell that they're just not getting into a rhythm and momentum in these games. And there has seemingly been a hangover effect for Green Bay when it has taken over in week one, at least offensively. Defensively in the game against the Bears, again, but that's more of just Mitch Trubisky. I don't think they've started out strong in any of their games. Now, the argument can be made is outside of last year hasn't really affected them, right? They go 13 wins in 2019. They get 13 wins in 2021. Again, 2020, we don't need to discuss because it's not um, really up for debate here because there was no preseason. And then last year was the one that finally mattered, right? If they had one more win on the year, they make the playoffs. So week one, whether it was week 17's loss against or week 18's loss against the Lions or week one against the Vikings, just one more win gets them in. And, you know, not being fully prepared and your full functioning self in week one uh, really cost them last year. That was a pretty bad loss to the Vikings. Now, if maybe Christian Watson catches the pass or things like that, maybe things go slightly differently. Who knows, right? But they ultimately have not done well offensively in three seasons under Matt LaFleur. So the question then has to become, what are your goals in preseason? All right. Clearly one is to try to stay as healthy as possible. And Matt LaFleur has mentioned this in the past, but you you cannot win anything in preseason. You simply cannot win anything in preseason, but you can lose 
a lot, as seen with Jordy Nelson when he tore his ACL in preseason. How much did that cost him, not only that year, but what Jordy was in subsequent seasons after that as well? You can lose extremely important players for the entirety of the season in one moment, in one play, in one instance. So it's really tough to want to put those players out on the field when there is no carrot dangling in front of you to say, hey, this is what we get if we do well in this game, or this is what can happen if we play these players. There is far more bad that can happen by playing your players, your star players, than good. It's just, it is what it is. And Matt LaFleur so far has been more on the side of rest your players. And if it affects us in week one of the regular season, so be it. Like that has been his sort of his MO so far. And up until last season, that's worked out just fine. Yeah, maybe there's a loss, you know, here or there. And but overall, like 13 win season, 13 win season. Um, and then last year was the first year where it kind of really affected them. Um, and maybe wouldn't have had it not been for some other factors, but that's been his his priority so far has been staying healthy. The second goal is to get ready so that you can have a strong start to the season. These are your warmups. These are your dress rehearsals for what you're going to do in week one of the regular season. And if you don't have your main players out there and you're not getting on the same page and having that camaraderie and having just the timing down, you're going to struggle to pick that up as the season starts. And you might feel like, hey, Aaron Rodgers is a veteran QB, Alan Lazard's, Lazard's a veteran, Randall Cobb's a veteran, Devontae Adams in the past veteran, Mercedes Lewis veteran, Tunyon veteran, Jones veteran, uh, Bakhtiari, Jenkins. Like You might feel like, hey, we are going to be just fine. These guys know what to do. They're veteran. It has affected the veteran players in week ones under Matt LaFleur. So it's not just like, yeah, the, the rookies and young guys are struggling to, to come out and play in week one because they know it has been the players that have not played, even those high-end veterans that have been playing in the year for a long time, without that opportunity in preseason to work off some of the rust and sort of get together and get on the same page, it has affected those players in week one of the regular season. So you want to start getting those players prepared and ready to go to kick off the season and have that strong start. The third thing you want to achieve in preseason is making sure that you're making the correct roster decisions. Now, that is not usually affected with the starters all that much, but it can affect the back end of your roster and who ultimately makes the team, but it can affect some of those depth chart decisions as well. You know, if they're playing guys and, and um, you know, allowing them to really play throughout the, uh, or at least a little bit more in the preseason, do you see Jake Hansen in week one last year? Do you see Royce Newman? Or maybe, you know, maybe they try to switch things up a little bit if those guys get a little bit more playing time. Maybe they can discover a Keyshawn Nixon as a kick returner a little bit earlier. Like it's it's tough to say, but you do want to utilize as many of those players as possible in game so that you can make the best roster decisions possible, both on the starting edge, you know, of your team of who are going to play the majority of your snaps, but also who ultimately makes the 53-man roster. Number four is getting young players ready. Like there is a portion of this where your veterans, you kind of they, like they know the drill and you just want to get rookies and younger players as up to speed as possible and ready to go, not just for week one, but through the entirety of the regular season. Like guys like Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft and Jaden Reed, you want to get them as 
many snaps on offense as possible so that they are ready to go. Now, how important Luke Musgrave is to this offense may fluctuate that a little bit. If you think he's going to have a major role and be a massive piece, then maybe he can't play as much because you don't want to risk that injury again. But in general, you do want to give a ton of snaps to those younger players so they just have more reps and experience. So when the actual games that matter and count come, they have a little bit better feel for what they need to accomplish out on the field. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And then the fifth goal is that you don't want to tip your hand too much. A lot of preseason is vanilla. It's a lot of just base cover three with not a ton of concepts attached to it, cover two, cover four, man-to-man, and like no disguising, no exotic blitzing, just really basic day one stuff. And on offense, same thing. It's kind of your day one installs and just some really vanilla stuff with maybe a check here or there, maybe a, a kill kill for a run to a pass or a pass to a run. But for the most part, just some real simple concepts because you don't want to give out you know, your, your game plan and some of the stuff that you're planning for the season throughout the course of three preseason games. So the five goals, stay healthy, work to get a strong start to the regular season, make the best roster decisions, get young players ready for the entirety of the season, get them more reps and experience, and don't tip your hand too much in the process. So as mentioned, Matt LaFleur so far has prioritized health as his number one goal in the preseason. And I don't necessarily hate that. I understand it. I get it. And he has done that with his practice planning, with how he supports his veterans through the course of the season. He seemingly has a very strong pulse on the core, the core of the team and like where they're at from a physicality standpoint, if they're getting drained, if they're getting tired, and he knows when to pull things back and maybe do more mental reps than actual physical reps. How that's worked through the course of a season, that can be up to you, but it's not like we are seeing like four seasons of mediocre play from Green Bay. Three 13-win seasons, two NFC Championship game appearances, and last year was the first time where we really saw any sort of major setback, but there probably are going to have to be some changes with how Matt LaFleur does things in the post-Aaron Rodgers era. My ultimate take on this for whether or not Green Bay should go and play all of their guys as much as possible in preseason, or at least significantly more than what they have in the past, or whether they should continue on the path that they've been on in resting their core players, my take, my answer, my ultimate, whatever, there's no right answer. There is simply no right answer to this question. The truth is, if Jordan Love or Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander, Kenny Clark, etc., if a star on this team tears an ACL against New England in a preseason game in week two 
everyone's going to be pissed. Everyone's going to say, why was David Bakhtiari even out on the field when he's had injury issues in the past and now he play, he's playing in preseason and now he retires his ACL? Like, what are you thinking? Or if Kenny Clark is out there, Kenny Clark, he's played in this, the league for how many years? Like, what is he going to gain by playing, you know, 15 snaps against New England's interior, like backup interior offensive linemen? Like, what are you going to gain from that? Why is he out there and now he tore his ACL is out for the season? You know who's going to get the blunt, you know, the brunt of that blame, Matt Lafleur. So if he plays his guys, like some people will want him to do, and maybe he will. If he does that and somebody gets hurt, he's going to hear about it. Like it's going to fall on him. And on the flip side, if the Packers lose twenty-seven to seven in the opening week against the Chicago Bears in Chicago, and they suck on offense again and can't do anything to move the ball because they didn't play their guys in preseason, you know who's going to hear about it? Matt Lafleur. And there's no perfect answer here. If you have, like, you you kind of just have to maybe play some guys and just pray and hope that they don't get hurt. Like, there again, there's there's no perfect answer here. It is a damned if you do, damned if you don't decision. And I don't, I legitimately don't have a great feel one way or the other for what you should do in that situation. Like, I would I would hate having some of those guys out there um, to to think that they could get injured in mean like meaningless snaps. At the same token, this is a very young team. This is a team that, if we're being totally honest, probably doesn't have high-end Super Bowl aspirations this season. And you kind of want to get these guys as many reps and snaps together as possible. And if there's going to be injuries, right? You cannot prevent all injuries. Although I do think Matt LaFleur has done a pretty darn good job of mitigating about as many as you could possibly have. It's just unfortunate it's been like the ones that they have had have been Rashawn Gary, ACL, Elton Jenkins, ACL, David Bakhtiari, ACL. Like that part of it absolutely sucks. But if you look at their actual like body count, their injury count, it hasn't been bad under Matt LaFleur. It's just been the wrong people with the exact wrong injury, which it sucks. But like you can't, you can't stop it. So it's like, do you just prepare and you have that next man up mentality and, you know, figure it out when injuries hit. But like I, like I said, I don't think there's a right answer to this. If it were me, my name on the line, if I'm head coach of the Green Bay Packers, you are extremely welcome that I am not, but this is how I would do it. I would have these players on a do not play in preseason list. David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins are not going out there with previous ACL injuries. I am not playing them a single snap in preseason. Sorry, just not happening. I'm not playing Aaron Jones in preseason. I know what Aaron Jones is. I don't think he's going to gain anything by playing those preseason snaps. Kenny Clark isn't going to be out there. Preston Smith's not going to be out there. Rashawn Gary, whether in Eric Stokes, I'll put those two together. Regardless if they're ready to play, clearly neither of those players are like, even if they're ready, you're not going to play those guys in preseason. And then Jair Alexander, same thing. So Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Jones, Clark, Preston, Gary, Stokes, and Jair. Those eight are on my absolutely do not playlist in preseason. And I'm not making any exceptions to that whatsoever. Just not going to happen. But here's the issue, right? If you don't have Bakhtiari at left tackle and you don't have Jenkins at left guard, how much do you want to play Jordan Love in that scenario? Like that becomes a major question as well. You can probably get by, right? You know, Zach Tom at left tackle. I don't know. Do you put like a Royce Newman at left guard? I guess probably something like that. And then probably Myers, Runyon, and, you know, Yash Nyman at right tackle, or maybe Yash is at left, Zach's at right, whoever, it doesn't really matter. You still have two fine tackles. Royce is certainly started in this league. Myers and Runyon are your starters anyway. But 
it, it, it's a little bit different when Bakhtiari and Jenkins aren't out there. So that could potentially limit how much you're actually willing and excited about putting Jordan Love out there. And you would ideally probably like to get Jordan Love some significant snaps because this is his first year as a full-time starter, right? Number two would be my extremely limited snaps. And that would be for Christian Watson. Like Watson needs some snaps. I don't think there's any question about that, but he's had some injury issues and I don't need to subject him to a ton of hits in preseason. I'm going to let him do his work in preseason or in regular season. I'm not super concerned about it, but I would like to get him in some rhythm with Jordan Love. So if Love is out there in a couple of those games, I would like to get Christian Watson some limited reps, but he's on my limited snaps list. And then number three is trying to figure out how much to play Jordan Love. All right. So I would say in game one, he's basically going to play the first quarter. All right. That's probably where I leave things off with the Bengals. And if he has like two good series to start the game and there's still time left in the first quarter, then fine. Just let Sean Clifford take over or whatever. But I'm going to probably play him the first quarter in game one. In game two, I'm looking at first half-ish. And again, here, if he has four series and three of them are really good and one's a punt or whatever, like, but like overall he gets his work done in three or four series to start that game and you feel good about it, then take him out. It doesn't like halftime is, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be exactly that. And same thing where like, if the first half went bad and you want to get him one series to start the second half, so be it. But I would play him about one half in that second game. Maybe that's the game where you actually play Christian Watson. Maybe Watson doesn't play in game one and three, but he plays in that whole half with Jordan Love in that specific game. Like, and then I try to keep the, as many of my offensive linemen, not named Jenkins or Bakhtiari in that whole first half, Romeo Dobbs, AJ Dillon, et cetera. That's probably my real warm up because you have like a few weeks until the, the start of the regular season, uh, you know, after that game, in case there are a few nicks or injuries from that one. Game three, one series. You get one series, probably two handoffs and a play action, you know, deep ball down the field or something. That's it. You're going to get one series just to get, keep you in rhythm, get a little bit of that, you know, make sure you're not gaining rust by not playing, etc. But that's it. So game one, about a quarter, game two, about a half, game three, about a series. That's what I'm looking at for Jordan Love. Would I, you know, in an ideal world, I'd like to maybe see him play a little bit more. Sure. But I, I, I you remember here too, and I think this is important. You have two mixed training camp practices with the Bengals and with the Patriots. So you can get a ton done in those practices in a much safer environment for Jordan Love. And that is what I'm going to lean on a ton. I do think he needs reps. I don't think this is Aaron Rodgers where you cannot play him in preseason, but I think a quarter game one, two quarters game two, and then finally no or a one series in game three with doing a lot of work in those mixed training camps is probably what I would do in that situation. I would really pick up intensity of practices prior to week one. You have a buy-in week six this year. So you're not really worried about these guys getting burnt out. Week six is a very early buy, so they can get their rest after that. But I'm going to really pick up intensity in my own practices week one to make sure that they are fully ready for the Bears in that first week. They have a very advantageous early schedule to start the season, and they have to make the most of it. If this team wants to compete, they cannot be bad in week one and have a very bad loss against the Bears because they're not prepared to play. But on the flip side, if this team has any um, real goals of competing this year, they can't have Jair Alexander, Kenny Clark, Jordan Love, Christian Watson, Aaron Jones. You know the list. You can't have those guys go down with season-ending injuries either. And I'll say it one more time. In my belief, there is no right answer to this question. You just have to try your best to get everyone prepared for week one as best as you can. When players do play, 
you know, hope and pray to all things Vince Lombardi that there is no injuries and there's no season long or like lingering injuries that are going to affect you throughout the course of the season. But you are at the hands of the football gods with a lot of that. And you just have to hope that you're not the team that gets a bunch of those preseason injuries when those guys do play. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. Be right back here tomorrow. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.